Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm I'm happy you're taking the time out of your day to come on this podcast. Um, we're trying to actually change our PR and our marketing to be more professional so that people will take us seriously. Oh, you've got a theme song. E- That's what I'm hearing. A theme song? You think I need a theme song? I'm saying you just got one. Oh, the podcast. It makes me so happy. I just want it all the time. Moderation, the podcast. It's where you go for news. Reassurance. Reassurance. Moderation, the podcast. Episodes once every semester. So do you want to, like, introduce yourself? I'm Ben. Um, I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's all that needs to be said. Yeah. I I've I don't know. I've known you I've known you for like 3 years. If we go back to the first time we ever met. Yeah. Cuz I met you through Fernando, right? Yes. I still vividly This is a great time I can tell a story. Yeah. The first time yeah. I met you. You made a horrible first impression. Oh, dude, I always do. Everybody thinks I'm a douchey like skater boy. <laughs> I did I just thought you were a dick because I because you you were so close with Fernando that you were just in his place and taking all of his food and uh, he didn't care yeah. but I cared yeah and I and I was like what, what is this who guy is doing? this guy he's, yeah he's taking advantage of poor Fernando exactly yeah yeah and that hasn't changed I still mooch and that's why I still hate you yeah <laughs> it's perfect oh oh god <laughs> Yikes. this podcast just got a lot more interesting I don't think i remember the first time i met you I, I have a really poor memory um what is the earliest memory you have of me i feel the like earliest distinct memory okay it's definitely not like this isn't the earliest but i feel like the first time we like really hung out mm-hmm. was the time we were with john right and um well like we definitely hung out before then but it wasn't I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, if we bonded before that. Uh, where did you live? Um, Chester. In Austin, In right? Austin. I came over to your place, but that was... Uh, did you come oh, over no, to my no, place? Oh, no, no, yeah, no. Well, yeah, no. I think John brought me multiple times. Probably. But I don't know if that was after or before. Because when we hung out the time we we're talking about, it was, like, in the spring. Right, because it was like kind of warm. Yes, it was very warm. It was probably March. It was probably about one year ago. From right yeah, now. and so the times I came over to your house for like a party or whatever. Yeah, I feel like that. It might have been winter. Yeah, probably. It might have been. So maybe it was before that, but yeah, it, it, just it wasn't. It doesn't stick out or like or anything. Exactly. You know, because you're pretty unmemorable. That is. Yeah. I, everyone tells me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me again. <laughs> Let it sink in a little bit more. Yeah. And then we didn't hang out at all over the summer at all. No, nothing. No. Uh, I don't even know what I... I was just working the whole summer and then... Uh, yeah. Yeah. What about you? What did you do over the summer? I also was... Well, I had graduated. So oh, I was right. also working. So you had to. I was working at my sales job. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Not great. Not the worst thing in the world. I don't, I always worry that I'm like that I'm misrepresenting the effect of the jobs that I have on me because... It's usually just that 
they don't have that much of an effect. Yeah. Like the sales job, it wasn't it wasn't a plus, like it wasn't engaging or it wasn't a pause in my life, but it was right. also super easy and there were and the people there were like very nice and chill. Um but it did suck to cold call people, obviously. Yeah, I would really hate that. Yeah. I feel like because it's like so many of them are just like debt. Like no one wants to talk to you. Well, most of them just don't pick up, which is why it's not oh. that bad. Okay, okay. Because you just hit your quota. Like I, I don't know. I was supposed to make like fifty calls a day. Yeah. And maybe two people would pick up. Oh, so that would make it easier. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, easy but not like fulfilling. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. But the one you have now is somewhat better. Is somewhat we're better. Like, we're we're making stuff. We're making up. your yeah. You're making your way there. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing to do with your major. <laughs> But no, and every time I think about, I mean, even today, earlier today, I was thinking about, well, it was actually kind of after I had my talk with yesterday. Oh, wait, did he come over? Yeah. Oh, what time did yes. he come over? Um, Around eight. Oh, okay. Wait. But it was after no, I left, like seven, obviously. Like seven, I lied. Okay. Um, yeah, after you left. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, I don't know, getting thinking, thinking about therapizing again, mm-hmm. being a therapist. Yeah. <sighs> yeah it's just gonna take work to become a therapist yeah in school yeah and that is what really sucks i wish there was like an apprenticeship i always yeah. wish there was an apprenticeship because you can learn directly from the craft rather than having to wait so long and spending so much money it's the money it's the money yeah especially now that like like I was obviously, I think we both are extremely privileged to have our parents be paying yeah. for our undergrad education. Yeah. But I feel like if I, I would feel really bad to dip back into that well now that I'm out of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So now, so I look at like, I look into this and it's like, oh God, I need to have probably at least 60 grand ready to go over two years to pay for school. And I don't want to go into like a ton more debt either. Right. So it's weird. But it's also like very clearly the thing that would work for me. I know. Yeah. It's just like so apparent in your everyday life. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also think mm. that uh, you would have less of an urge to do it outside of, not that it's not like enjoyable, mm. um, but I think you would have less of an urge to do it all the time if it was your job. Probably. Or maybe not. Maybe it's just an endless well <laughs> of digging and digging. Well, this is also, this is something I think about a lot is like, because I used to not dig because I just didn't take interest in people right. at all. And then I realized that I wanted to take interest in people because that's how you build more of a connection with them. Oh, yeah. 100%. And, but then I feel like I started to get feedback which hinted to me that I was doing too much. And it just led to this like this overthinking where it's like I want to connect with these people, but I don't want to make people uncomfortable and ask them too many questions. and make them feel like I'm trying to get them to talk about things they don't want to talk about. Right. Um, where was I going with this? Um, but so, so I feel like I, I guess I have felt a little bit more like recently I don't, I've almost been digging less and I haven't liked that very much. And so like hanging out with Hoban and also the night before, or maybe it was earlier last night when we were talking about, yeah, last night, I think. Was it? Okay. Oh, no. I don't think it was. I don't think I... Fuck, I have such bad memory. Maybe it was Monday. It was the day It was the day I skipped class. Was that Monday? That was the day that like we were just hanging out, and then we played zombies, and then Hoban said he was going to come over. 
right? Yes. Yes. So that was Monday. That was two days ago. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, because Hoban ended up no, because Hoban ended up not right. Coming, and then I. That's why when you said yesterday. seven, I was like, I was there at seven. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know. Both of those nights, those conversations were very fulfilling and satisfying. Right. And, and a lot of the time, I don't know. Like, I still obviously, I love just hanging out with my friends, but right. it can get mundane almost. Yeah. If you don't try to spice it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel that way too. Like, I think a lot of times things things feel mundane when you're just kind of hanging out around doing nothing. Yeah. Um, I just think I have a bit of a different reaction. What is your reaction? Probably just drugs, mm. which is bad. But, like, I feel that too. Like, when I was here Monday, it was kind of like, like, it's not that I didn't have fun, but, like, towards the end of the day, I was kind of like, oh, like, I just hadn't really done anything. I'd woken up so early, so the day felt so long. Yeah. And I'd literally skipped all my classes, so I was just doing nothing. I was just like, ugh. What did you do earlier in the day? I just worked out. Like, I worked out, and, like, I finished my – that was Tuesday. I just worked out, and I just skipped my classes. I didn't really do anything. I worked on my report a little bit, but it was very minimal. I'm trying to remember because you were at our place most of the day Monday. I yeah. was, I was on the clock. I was working. Yeah. I like came and hung out with Fernando, Fernando yeah. and Paula. Oh, um, yes, and Paula. Yeah. yeah. You just, again, you need a project. I know. I know. I and mean, that's hence what we're doing right now. Exactly. But also I, uh, not just because I want to keep talking about this, but I actually wrote a new show. Really? Yes. We've got three shows <laughs> in the queue now. It's incredible. Not that I didn't enjoy the show you were in, but I was just <laughs> bored at work and I was like, I was like, oh, this, that would be kind of funny. It was okay. So, you know, the Dodo. The Dodo Bird? The yeah, yeah. You know how it's a YouTube channel? Oh, yeah. What's it about? It's like an- animal rescuing. Like, basically, okay. people just rescue animals. So, the show's about that. It's about a guy watching that YouTube channel. The entire like the entire show, he's watching this YouTube channel. But it's like the it also includes the perspective of the animals. And <laughs> it's like kind of a mockumentary of like, the people rescuing the animals, which it is in the real YouTube channel, but it's a little bit more like, like negative, I guess, like, or like the sardonic. Yeah. Like the, the people that rescue the animals can be like kind of dicks and like the animals have like a perspective, but it's like narration. So the animals are the animals like, are their mouths moving? Are they talking animals or is it just, you hear their thoughts when they, I don't know. I don't know which, which one would be more funny. I, I, don't, I really I usually hate talking animals. Yeah, really. In general, <laughs> in media, that's so funny. Yeah, unless it's like they're unless they're cartoons. I guess. Right. But yeah, I, I don't think they're cartoons. It in feels so real. corny to me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it is just narration. Like it could <clears throat> it could just be very obscure, random people doing the voices. And yeah. So it's it's super like weird because like also you can get. Like the guy who's watching the show, whose name is Stan, he like judges the show sometimes, and like he'll like flip the channels at the beginning of like the episode. So like the whole show is his TV. Yeah. But you know he's watching it. Is that too much? Wait, the whole show. Okay, so it's like it's like what's on the viewers' TV screen is also the same as what's on Stan's TV screen, but sometimes it right. shifts over to Stan. Uh, I haven't really decided if I wanted to do that, but like, I guess I wanted to make it implicitly clear that there was somebody watching it. Cause like it would sometimes switch channels and then it would end up on the Dodo. Like how would, mm, how would you know? Well, so 
do you, are you trying to characterize Stan at all? Um, I think that that would be a good idea. So maybe there, he would just be, there could just be a narrator. Right. Yeah, he could and be. Stan yeah. was just the narrator. And then occasionally maybe you could reveal him. Yeah, exactly. But again, the main show is like the animals mm-hmm. and like them getting rescued. And all of the episodes are kind of disconnected. Like it's just a different person that rescues a different animal. Okay. So they have nothing to do with each other. So I feel like there's like a lot of freedom with like, in case I get, cause I feel like I get bored really easily of like building characters up. Really? So I feel like I'm better at like very short, like little stories rather than like long shows where like something crazy happens and then it's like a whole roller coaster. Interesting. I feel like it's really difficult. Like I, it, it, it just doesn't make as much sense in my head. Does that make sense? I, it makes sense that it's difficult, but yeah. I don't know why it doesn't make as much sense in your head. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> okay. I don't understand myself. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's You're great at self-analysis. <laughs> You're killing it. Huh. I feel really angry. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, um so that was it. But I think yeah. I the reason I want to work on the original yeah. show more yeah, yeah. I wrote yeah. is because I like I'm I really like the the challenge of um of like finding out realistically where these characters would go, uh-huh. and it's almost like like every situation they're po- like they're placed in, it's almost a puzzle to figure out how would this character react to that situation, right? And then how would they do, like how would they learn and develop from it, right? But it's it is way harder. I totally agree because yeah. it's like I don't really know what is best. Yeah. It's like more ambiguous, I feel like, because it could go either way. And there's so many possible ways. Yeah. I've been, well, I've been thinking because there are so many possible ways, but there's also probably a s- limited number of ways that it could go. Because one of the things. Well, because there's a character that it has to cater to. What do you mean? Like he has to react in a, or he or she has to react in a certain way because like there's a character built around it and like he wouldn't do this or she wouldn't do that. Exactly. But there are, but. There are, it's, I guess recently I've been thinking more like it, there are more than one possibility for what this character would do. Right. Even though there's a bunch of things that that character definitely wouldn't do. Right. So I think something that I guess that goes along with perfectionism that makes it hard to write these characters is thinking there is, is the idea that there's one specific thing this character would definitely react with Mm -hmm. in this situation. But instead it's like, no, okay, maybe in in this situation, like there's one voice in their head saying this, and one voice in their head saying this other thing, and one voice in their head saying right. this other thing, and like I'm try when I'm when I'm writing and thinking about these characters in these situations, I'm trying to think about instead of like, come on, Ben, you gotta you gotta figure out what is the right thing, how what is the right way that they would actually right. react, like. Figure out what these options are, and you get to pick which of those options right. they might do, and then you can play with that. Right, right, right. Okay, so it's like it helps to like kind of lay out what is possible, exactly. and then selecting from it, exactly. rather than thinking that there's one hilarious thing that it could be. Because I think that that's perfect how I thing. think. Yes. Yeah, I think that that's. I'm. I'm. I feel like we're similar. Like I'm. I'm also very perfectionist, so it's really hard to like build a character like that because you have to like remember all these things. Um, yes. So that is a better way of going about it. Yeah. Um, cause there isn't always one right answer. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's very helpful. It helps you keep the ball rolling. Yeah. I, I also worry about like, 
like adding things to the character and then forgetting about those things and then making a character that doesn't really like make sense. Like he'll do this, this one time that shows like he's like that, but then he'll do something that completely contradicts it. So it's like, it's, it's like you have to stay very aware of who this person is when you're making these options. And I feel like I'm, I forget those things. Mm. And so that makes it kind of hard. That's why like surface level character building is like so much easier for me because there's nothing I have to remember and compare it to. And you don't have to remember what the motivation exactly. are. Like it's just sure. something that's funny. It's like, oh, this old guy that's just kind of a dick or like whatever this it is. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. But yeah. I I feel like what could be helpful there is is building like building the characters first, building the characters from the motivations first and then and then writing around that. Right. Right. But I feel like coming up with the motivation is so difficult. Like what is really like, what would be the motivation for a person? Oh dude, I think that's the most fun part. It's like a core. It's like something that is like fundamental to the person. Yeah. Well, what do you think your motivations are? What do you think your, uh, my main core thing? Yeah. Or things. I feel like that's so hard to identify. Like I feel like people change and it's like very hard to, well, to I, like characterize that. Well, I think you can start with like, like the core thing for everyone. Yeah. Is feeling good. Yeah. Everyone wants to feel good. Yeah. Right. And so everyone goes about that in different ways. Right. And uh-huh. everyone over time. So we almost all of the characteristics we have and the behaviors that we do stem from that in some way. Right. right? So we, we develop all of these defense mechanisms. Right, right, right. Which make us feel good. Based Drugs, on our past. therapizing, exactly. whatever it is. Uh-huh. And then we also, I mean, most of it kind of is defense mechanism. Right. Um, like we talk, we've talked about this. Most of it's out of fear. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what does this person fear? And right. why does this person like like what happened to this person to make them fear this? Like maybe they're really socially anxious because they were bullied, right? Or maybe they were a bully and now they fear hurting people because right. they started to hate themselves because of that, right? Right? Or maybe, um, maybe they were a smart kid and then they stopped being the smart kid, and mm. now they're perfectionists and they have all those problems, right? Like I don't know. There are. Like you can, you start from archetypes and then you flesh out maybe more specifically what their past looked like. And then you figure out what they're, again, because the main motivation is always feeling good. And, right. But some people, like, some people are going to be really motivated to have a specific job because that's going to be the thing that makes them feel good. Right. Some people are going to be motivated to win all the time because right. that's what they think is going to make them feel good. Right, some people right, are going right. to be motivated to give. To other people as much as they can because that's what makes them feel good oh it seems like a like a formula for creating like very um realistic yes. characters um which i think is good because uh, it kind of gives the show like more meaning and it's yeah. not so much just you know things that are funny and because I, I like going because i think i think i kind of come at it from the other way i think i kind of just start with random things and then if if I was to continue with it, I would build purpose out of that. Ah. I think that that can work. Yeah. Because you can almost it's, – it's almost like that's a more – I don't know if it's top down or bottom up. 
is the right term to use. Top down because I feel like top would be surface. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're like digging, but it's almost like like for everything you write, you that reveals something new about the character to you. Right. And so like you can you can write oh I think this thing I want this thing to happen. And then you ask the question, what does this thing happening tell me about that character? Right. And then for the next thing you write that character doing, you can just make sure that it doesn't contradict that. that right, right, right. So you have, again, you have to stay super aware yeah. of like the person that you're creating. Exactly. Whereas if you start with like the, like the core, it's like, it's much easier to like know what he would do. It is or easier. Do. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But also, but not easier but not easy i think okay i think but that's also that's the funnest thing to me because that's it's like reverse psychoanalysis it's like if psychoanalysis is figuring out why people do the things they do right. writing characters is create yeah creating the reasons that people do things they do and then making them do the things right 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 and interesting yeah that's why i really enjoy it oh it seems like you kind of enjoy like understanding someone's core <laughs> and then writing about that weird hmm. uh. <laughs> who would have thought yeah me yeah yeah it is fun though it's it's uh it's it's definitely very scary you i i've got to get better at um willing to put something stupid on the canvas Cause it really gets in the way of me doing things. Oh my god, I I could not resonate more. Yeah, with this. you. So unfortunately, you were not able to come with us on a recent trip. We just ah uh, yes, which we should talk about it. Oh yeah, we podcast. should talk That'd about that. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's a great thing to talk yeah. about. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But while we were on the trip, don't stop listening now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> um. Because I was working on the blog yeah. for all of you listeners. Hopefully, we can we yes. can get some cross um, promotion. Cross promotion. Yes, vocabulary. I got you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Alvaro's fans can become mine. Have you ever woken up and gone downstairs only to realize that your moped license plate has been stolen? Well, this happened to me, and I got to tell you, I was really upset. Luckily, Haverford, Haverford, and Havertson had my back. They're America's leading moped license plate law firm, and they took this kind of thing really seriously. So for anybody out there that's struggling with moped license plate theft, please call 1-800-SUE. That's 1-800-SUE. I do want to make it emphatically clear that they only deal with moped license plate theft and not general license plate theft. Now back to the podcast. Puerto Rico? Yes. Yes. Blogging in Puerto Rico. Yes. I had written something, or I was actually in the airport, I think. And I'd written something and I um, had just like completed this article yeah. and I read over it the first time and I literally was like, it feels like an eight-year-old wrote this. Yeah. It is so bad. And for a moment, like I was crushed. I was so sad and upset with myself. And I was just feeling like, okay, scrap it all. Just don't try to write ever again. This is terrible. You're terrible. That's not um, a harsh reaction. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, but then the... Because, oh, I wanted to make sure I figured out how it was connecting to what you were saying before. Yes. Because you were saying it's so hard to just get something down on the page right. in the first place. And I think the reason that it's so hard is because it's so 
hard to read what you put on the page and have that feeling. Right. Like that was garbage. But then feels like such a waste. Yeah, it feels like such a waste. But like after reading the article, I I was able to like start start to analyze why do I think this is so bad? What direction do I want to go? And edit and write and make comments and start to push it in that direction. And I think it's right. like like falling in love with that editing process means that you're not means that it's going to be easier to start as well because you can accept that what you first produce is garbage and you can right. trust that you'll figure out how exactly it is garbage and how to make it a little bit less garbage. Right. Yeah, but it definitely is a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as I feel like just being aware of it is like a good first step. Yeah, like everything. Like everything. Yeah. I've, every conversation we have, it's like, yeah, I just got to be aware. And it's all about balance. Yeah, every I know. We well, I feel like I've, I always, every time I'm in a conversation and I'm like trying to just like, or like we're arguing about like which one is right. And I'm like, it's probably a little bit of both. <laughs> it always is. It's always a mix. It's never one thing or the other. Yeah. I it's funny again going mm. back to my conversation yeah. with Hoban last night. Um, we were talking because balance came up, and we were talking about how both of our minds work are very like black and white oriented, right? Right and wrong oriented, right? And that makes balance extremely difficult, of course. And yeah. um, what was I saying? Maybe that was my whole point. Right, know. right. Well, yeah, like you your don't. Brain is that way. Yeah, too. um, yes, I'm definitely that way. Um, Yo. although I'm getting a little bit better at Yo. recognizing that. Hey, what's up, guys? Nice podcast. Yeah, some Thanks, random dad. dude just. How is your That's beard already growing? How okay. is your beard already growing in this much? I literally saw you like two days ago, and it was perfectly shaven. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, bye. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dad, get out of my room. <laughs> Let me lock the door, dad. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yes, I, my mind does work in that way. I think I'd like to think that in uh like logically, I'm getting a lot better at recognizing that that's not how it works and sometimes I'm able to like tell my instinctual self that that's not true. What do you mean? That like things aren't so black and white or like that I did a bad job or like I'm mm. like I'm able to recognize just like how extreme my brain is, especially uh. like if I'm like doing poorly at something or I had a bad day, mm. just realizing like how shitty I am being to myself just because I think what I did was bad. Ah, uh, and maybe like, like, is it kind of like me doing something bad or having a bad day does not mean my life is ending my world. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's never that extreme. It's kind of like, okay, like, yeah, like you have, like it's, you have a right to feel that way. So it's like a little bit of like a mix of like kindness, but also realizing that you reacted poorly. So it's like, it's a little bit your fault, but it's not entirely your fault. And that's like always the case. Like with, it's always stuff like that. Like if Mm. there's an issue it's always, it seems like all the issues we've had, it's always a little bit my fault, a little bit hers. Like, yeah. Like me, I don't know, like, like not liking it when she calls me an idiot, mm. which is a lot, it's not a, it's not a problem anymore. Like we're great, but I 
re- I refused to tell her for the longest time because I was like, oh no, it's just me being insecure, which is true yes. because like if I wasn't insecure about being an idiot, then it wouldn't bother me. But at the same time, calling someone an idiot like all the time is like, it's not like the greatest. Yeah. So it's like, it's a little bit of, again, a little bit of both. Um, So it kind of helps take like the load off of you if you're like, if you have put, I don't know. I feel like I'm not really communicating or at least relating it to what you said very well. No, I think you are. Like, Like your inclination initially might be to completely take on the blame. Right. And say it's all my fault. Like it, it's all my fault that this is a problem at all. Right. 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 Um, or but, like, why am I feeling this way? Like, oh, like, why am I letting this get to me? Yes. But and I think that, I think that's almost like it comes from a very noble place of not wanting to maybe noble, maybe somewhat egotistical, but I think mostly noble knowing you of like not wanting to, place that burden on someone else and also knowing that like when it comes down to it our emotions really are our responsibility like if i very much believe that i very much believe that too but and even but it's weird and this is a perfect example of somewhere where there is balance because even though i think our emotions are very much our responsibility there is like it is completely valid to communicate to someone if they are damaging your emotions if they're hurting your if it's killing you it's like it's it's literally a pride thing. It's like, yes, your emotions are your responsibility, but like, you're just gonna like put yourself through so much more pain just because you believe in that. When mm. maybe it would just be so much easier if, like, after a month of someone doing something to you, you're like, look, this is like really hurting me. Yeah. And like, I need a little bit of. I need you to like meet me halfway here and like not just do not this. Try not to do this. Yeah. Right. And like, you're right. It it is your. You should work on it and whatever, but it's it's just not realistic because like you're exactly. not going to be able to let it go you're not going to be able to rise above it or whatever not all the time not all the time sometimes sure um but if it's killing you it's just not it's exactly. just like not and you say it's funny because you say like like if someone's been doing something for a month right and i feel like that's probably, way too long exactly even that's an exaggeration like the like, best the best the ideal would be to to be aware enough that you can realize it and not react like angrily against someone in the moment and just communicate like that hurt my feelings. Could you not communicate with me that way? Right. But I think that usually, especially like I do the exact same thing where I, um, I go sometimes more than one month, several months, maybe never like talk. Really? Yeah. Wow. You're like that convinced that you, it's your responsibility. Yes. Yes. And, um wow man that sounds painful it can be yeah it's but it's i don't know i it's a good thing i feel like it's egotistical i think it is too because you're like you're basically wishing you were different you you want to be like perfect you want to like be able to like be not insecure about things but you are just not that Exactly. And you're just wishing you're all these other things, and that's like worse yeah, than just communicating what you're feeling. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I feel like ego generally something I've been noticing more is the reason that so I'm not trying to like I'm very much agreeing with what you're saying, trying mm. to build no, on it. Yeah. Is the reason for being hard on yourself in almost any context. At least for me, because I've realized like 
because I think I'm an extremely non-judgmental and forgiving person to almost everyone I know. Mm. And, um, but the reason that I'm not that to myself is because I expect, and this, my ego tells me that I'm, I should be, and that I am so much better than everyone else mm-hmm. and that it's not okay if I make the same mistakes or if I am affected the same way by mm-hmm. other people, or if I have negative feelings the same way people mm-hmm. do. Um, and I think I obviously like everything realizing that has helped. And so more often now I'm able to catch my ego and be like, no, you can, you can feel that feeling like mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, but I think that's a very easy trap to fall into. Like it's a very subtle thing of, like just thinking I should be better than this. Yeah. Something that, that like has been horribly struggling with. Really? And he, he hadn't reached the realization. And that was why part of what was so great about our conversation is that it was able to help. A yeah. Bit there. It also makes you feel so good to like, Oh yeah. Pumps my lead ego. someone. Yeah, it totally does to <laughs> yeah. lead, And I'm the same way to like lead someone to some crazy realization. Yes. Um, Cause you feel like you feel wise. Um, yes and that's probably part of that drive yes and it makes for at least for for this particular relationship with me like the reason it shouldn't pump my ego is because it just makes so much sense like this is someone who is is kind of following a very similar journey that i have and he's like five years earlier on in that journey like he's five years younger than me and he's doing so much more like self-discovery than I was doing. And I, it's like, like, yeah, it feels great to help someone for myself, but it also like, it it's, it's truly a gift to be able to give some of what I've learned from struggling myself to someone else. You know? Yeah. You help someone not waste time on something so that they can spend time on fixing other things. Yeah. Yeah. It gives them a boost. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, but a lot of times <clears throat> I try to give advice with that mentality of like, oh, like wanting to just like give someone like the aha moment. Yeah. And it's just so rarely that I just rarely give someone advice that gives them the aha moment. Really? Yeah, it's just once in a while that it's like, wow. Like, um, so a lot of times I end up just feeling shitty. I'm just like, you just yapped your mouth or whatever. Like it happens with my sister. Like, she was having issues in school or something with a friend of hers and I like sat her down for a conversation and I was again in that kind of state, like wanting to drop some knowledge and looking back on the conversation, it was like 80% me just lecturing and I probably like just imposed. So mm. it feels shitty to it, like indulge on that to like want to like feel good about yourself by giving knowledge by about and yeah. And then just, not really helping at all i mean how do you know you didn't help that's true i don't it's just you your anxiety is telling you you yeah i just feel like it went in one ear and out the other because she's kind of like that Mm. i think i that makes a lot of sense um again i keep going back to this conversation last night but we talked about the nature of conversation Mm. um and i think the reason that i hopefully don't feel that that i don't feel that way as much when i'm having more intimate conversations is like i i almost know i'm making connections by 
by consistently putting myself on the same page, like confirming that I'm on the same page with someone. Mm -hmm. And I guess for me, it's like, it's like every time I want to do something with my hands here, it's tough with the mic, Yeah, but I'm going to make it happen. So when you start a conversation, you start kind of here, I'm holding my hands together. Yeah. Right. And then someone says something and that person moves up to here, like their brain is up here. Right. And then the other person needs to, needs to show that they understood the thing that the first person said. Right. And once they show that they've understood that, they come up here. Mm-hmm. When you hit, when your hands hit, that's connection. Yeah. That's actual connection. Yeah. But a lot of times conversation happens where like someone gives an idea and the other person, instead of listening and trying to understand what they're saying, is just waiting to talk. Right. And then they come here. Yeah. And then it's the same thing with the other person. Yeah. And you just keep going like this and there's never actually connection. You don't get anywhere. You don't like come to the same place because when you come to the same place, then you can do this again and you like you build off of it in a productive way. Right. Right. And I would even say that if a person says something that like like when they're not listening, then they say something that it wouldn't necessarily go up. It's almost like, I don't know, like sideways or something. Yeah, it's. Because up, up projects that you're still getting somewhere. Right. But you're, just but you're not, not getting anywhere. You're not getting anywhere. Yeah. 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 Um, if anything, it could be almost down. It can be down. Because if there's a lack of understanding, it can get frustrating. And the person's like less willing to like maybe open up or talk about things. True. I think I, and it's so weird because I wonder if people feel uncomfortable to really try hard to understand what's going on with the other or what the other person is Mm. trying to communicate because i guess i think this is something that you're actually extremely good at is when you're confused when you don't understand you like you very much try to clarify and if someone else communicates that they or if someone else says something that shows you that they weren't on the same page as you you're like oh no i meant this thing Mm -hmm. which is good which is really Mm -hmm. helpful um but I think a lot of people. It can be hard to clear, like, to do that sometimes, um, just because it shows you weren't listening. Yeah, little things like that. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it just means that you miss out on so much connection. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the things I value about myself is like willing to be. Like I'm willing to kind of put myself out there in conversations. Yes. Um, which I am I'm, I'm definitely uh, content about. That's huge. Yeah. Because a lot of times people have the same concerns and they're a little too afraid to voice them. Um, yes. So, yeah. And a lot of times I think people, since other people, a lot of people are kind of like the in the more waiting to talk phase where they, because they're anxious, like they want to just talk about things that are going to make them comfortable. It means... That if you are truly listening and like providing them that opportunity, that makes them a lot more comfortable. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're trying to reach that same comfort level, but they're not kind of going about it in the right way. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. It's funny that we're talking about this because like, I feel like in the, in the past like while, like I'm not saying I haven't listened, but sometimes I question whether I'm really listening and really, really trying to understand where they're coming from. Um, I feel like it's so easy to forget 
or forget to try to understand or see where the other person's coming from because like everything you feel and everything you are is what is like you're it's just you so like if you're anxious it's just like it's just so easy to think about yourself because there's just so many things that point to that like your head's constantly going around you're anxious like whatever's going on Mm -hmm. um so i i even though you you so graciously complimented (laughs) me i feel like uh i actually am have been kind of like lacking on that front that i haven't really taken the time like actively told myself okay really listen to like what this person is saying like i listen and then i kind of just provide a response that's like related um that's mm. just kind of like more out of anxiety mm. um it happens more with people i don't know obviously yeah. but um that makes sense yeah i, I anxiety if i'm sure it, there was no chance that we were going to go through this without me mentioning another podcast that i love right human lab ah uh, yes um must have to have to um plug this it's a great podcast yeah about neurobiology um very informative very informative yeah there's there's multiple episodes about emotion um a concept that he goes over is the balance between exteroception and interoception i don't know if i've talked to you about this much Mm-mm. exteroception is the it describes our perception of everything outside of our body so like from our skin outside so it involves things we hear things that we see in our environment things that we might touch right or taste um interoception obviously then right inter yeah right it's our brains as well as the feelings inside our body um and when specifically when we're anxious when we're uncomfortable we're much more prone to interoception yeah so it just like it's understandable that when you are in those situations it's harder for you to tune in to the person that you're talking to mm-hmm. than it is to tune into yourself mm-hmm. but i think that also like like you saying this and recognizing it will probably help to bring more focus in those moments mm-hmm. to actually like really drill into the person and mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of the times a lot of times at least with people I'm comfortable with, I'm trying to build it this more with people I'm less comfortable with. I, it really helps to be like, sorry, I zoned out for a second or sorry, I was distracted by this thought in my head for a second. And just being like completely putting out there, like right. I fucked up. I wasn't listening to you. Could you right. get me back? Can we bring me back to the same page right. so that we actually can go somewhere in this conversation? Right. And people, people will enjoy that because yes. it, it shows you care yes. enough to ask exactly um and i think people can tell when you haven't really heard them it's maybe they don't recognize it i feel like but the feeling of not being understood is is something i know i feel like people feel like very like Hmm. like i i feel like if i'm not heard i mean it's just like it's just so obvious like if you if you're trying to say something and someone responds and it's just kind of like not really related to what you're saying it's just very blatantly obvious that you're kind of like you were misunderstood here the conversation gets a little bit private so i decided to cut out about two minutes of audio i hope you don't mind now back to the podcast podcasts do well with pause pauses right? yeah i actually i i really do like leaving the pauses i think i think it makes it more genuine i don't know i think you're right yeah i just hope people don't think the podcast ended i don't think oh <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm still here. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, fuck, so, I don't oh, it was like it was like interacting with people, listening. Yeah, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll come back. To it me. will come back to For us. Sure. That's what I always tell people when a train of thought is lost. I'm like, yeah, it does come back. I heard this really interesting talk um, by this uh, philosopher who I. I mean, I like really look up to him. Um, Alan Watts. Thank you so much for clarifying. <laughs> but he was talking about like memory. <laughs> I give him. I feel like so many times time. I clarify things that are just so blatantly obvious, and it's, it's so hilarious. it's so funny. It's I hilarious. think, yeah, it's uh, hilarious because it's coming from a genuine place. It like is. You're actually worried for a second that people would misunderstand you, and then you yes. start to clarify, and you're like. Why am I saying this? Yeah, that's the people pleaser. I mean, I, I need to make sure that my intentions are not misunderstood. I have the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like if you... Especially with new people. Mm, I do it a lot. I feel like if you see, like, my texting style or yeah. even the stuff I post on Instagram yeah. a lot of the times, it's very, it's kind of like it's that. very obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, I'm just... I. The perception management is so <laughs> massive. Sorry, but you were talking about Alan Watts. And oh, I right, right, right. Um, you. I don't really care when we get we get, we get off track. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, he was talking <laughs> about like memory and like how when people forget, like they get really frustrated. So they try really, really, really hard. They're like, oh, like what was it? Like mm. what the fuck was I talking about? And he was saying that like if you like – say to yourself kind of like like i know what it like we were just talking about like I, i'm sure i know and then you just like literally wait it will come back to you True. but it, it like it, it might take like 30 seconds but like like if you trust if you trust your brain like it, it does like these things like come to you and you're like oh right yeah. so like sometimes i'll be in my room and i'll like pause like before leaving i'm like okay am i forgetting something i'll wait like a minute and like things like 45 seconds in, I'm like, oh, right. Like this, like, yes. fuck yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just really interesting. Like I, it, that if you just like trust your body a little bit more, the, like it works. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I don't know if it is similar to mindfulness, but it feels similar to mindfulness. It, is, it totally is. Right. Where it's like, yeah. like if you, if you try to move away from an emotion, then right. It stays there, right? Or, like try try get, try or try to get, or try to get an to an emotion. Thought, then you yeah. don't get it. No, yeah, you just create more pain for yourself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a hard thing to grasp, especially because like you're, it's really hard to like, n- like not leap out at the impulses that your head takes. Yes, so hard, so it, hard. Yeah, it's so hard. It's one of the most rewarding things. It's like it's so hard that just not doing stuff is incredible. Mm. Oh. For me, I feel like that's often. Like saying something in a conversation. What do you mean? Like if I'm in a group setting where hmm, this gets into group social dynamics, which I love. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. If if I'm in Mr. a Mr. T V show writer. Of course. Um, where I feel like I'm a maybe a main driver of the conversation. Right. Um I often feel that I, I often feel pressured. To be to continue to be a main driver of the mm-hmm. conversation because then because people like ex- you think people expect you to keep contributing and driving it almost is that, that what you mean? And I I feel like I 
have more of the responsibility to prevent any awkward silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you play such thing. a big part in keeping that away. Yes. Exactly. It's kind of like when we we first did... Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I wasn't really talking. Yes. And John was like, why are you not talking? Like, he was getting I weirded out. The same thing. Yeah, yeah, you guys were getting, like, weirded out by it. Because, like, usually I'm just... I Like, I'm very rarely quiet. Um, yeah. Or... or I, at least I think so. I feel like I talk a lot. Um, so that it's, I feel like it kind of relates to what you're saying. Yes. That there's like an expectation, especially if you're a very social person that when you don't talk, it's like the vibe is off or something. Yeah. Like something that usually is there, isn't there. And you're like, why aren't you talking? Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it's really cool to, so like if that's the case. Yeah. And I have this realization that, like I have an idea for something that I could say, but then I decide that it's just not worth saying and mm. I successfully don't say it. Mm. It's incredible. I never regret it. It's a huge rush. Oh, it is a huge rush. Although sometimes I, I've been experiencing the other side of this recently mm. a little bit more where like, where I'm like, I'm starting to overthink my, the presence of my voice in the group too much to the point where I I'm unable to speak when I think I would want to. And it's not like I have a specific thing that I could say that I'm not saying, but it's like, I just want to bring something up. Like I want to stimulate conversation, right. but I, it's I hard for you. Anxiety. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like fogging up my brain. Right. It's hard for you to even gauge like what's worth saying. Yeah, like I want to talk. I want to right. develop my relationships with these people. Right, right, right. I don't know what I want to say. Yeah, and if you are like extremely quiet, it will be weird. Like yes. if you are just silent, like okay, sure, you're not indulging on talking, but like like people are going to think you're weird. Yes. Um, this is also something um sorry, I I felt like I was jumping off that a little bit too hard there. So I'm no, so you're chilling. I'm just ah <laughs> uh, Xanax. <laughs> Give me the weed. Uh. Um, God, I hope my sister never listens to this. <laughs> She'll kill you. Don't do drugs, kids. Seriously, only do drugs if you're a child. That's all I have. To say. You know, I actually heard a really good rule for when to do drugs and not to do drugs. Yeah. Uh, do drugs to feel even better, but never do it to feel better. Maybe never do it to feel good. Well, like if you're feeling shitty, don't yeah. do it. But if you're having a great time, like it's a great time, do it. Cause like the intention is different. Yeah. You're not doing it as a crutch. You're not like, Oh, I'm feeling shitty. Let me use this. I think make me feel better. Yeah. I think it's hard. That's hard because I think a lot of people probably use drugs from a neutral state what do you mean like they're just like i'm bored or i'm preparing to go out for the party right right or so it's just like since it's a thing to do i think you're very much right that using it as a coping mechanism for negative emotions that we can very solidly say but i would even say boredom is still under the negative because like could be because you're you're unsatisfied with what's going on and you're using something to better that. Yes. And I feel like that falls under the same category. Okay. 
Um, so yeah. Yeah. I just, I heard that in the movie and I was like, that is fantastic. Yeah. Cause I mean, you could say I'll sm- I'll do this three times a week or one time a week. And granted you're not doing it a lot, but if you do it at the point in your life during that week, when you are having a shitty time, yeah. the next time you feel shitty, I mean that, that, I mean, your brain adapts to it. Like you, you just want more of it. That's just how it works. Yes. This is now, this is a conversation that gets me thinking about. What do you mean? Like he just smokes a lot? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It kind of connects with... I guess I go back and forth on this because I think if Zane... I don't think Zane... Like it... Will have... I don't think he has other coping mechanisms. For when he has the one coping mechanism for feeling bad ever. Smoking. Yeah. And it, it works, and that's why I kind of go back and forth. It's like, because I I don't see a point in his life where he's not going to have access, right? And it truly does wonders for him. But I guess I just I don't know why. Like I I want I I feel like he could develop so much, yeah. By getting off of it and yeah. like trying to work on this stuff on his own. Yeah. And I, I want that. And I don't know why I, I don't know why I'm invested in that. Well, cause you're a good friend. I mean, Thank why you. wouldn't you want your friend to deal with his problems in a healthier way? Yeah. 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 I hope, I guess I'm just, I'm skeptical. No. Yeah. My, my intentions are ever that, that good. Yeah. Well, it's okay. I mean, it's probably a little bit of both your intentions. Um, but that does, that doesn't mean they're not like, even if an intention is selfish, it doesn't make it not worth it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Sometimes I worry, maybe we were exposing him too much. About Zane. Yeah. About Zane. Um, yeah. Sometimes I worry about him a little bit. Yeah. Why? Um, like, what do you, I don't know. I just, happening to him? no, I just think like. I just think that, yeah, like you said, I don't think he sometimes deals with it in the best way. And I I, I also don't deal with it in the best way. But I just feel like he does have a ton of anxiety. But I feel like he is able to keep it down just by just constantly like, I don't know, like he's just very wired. Yeah, very wired, like always like grinding really hard. Like I just think he doesn't notice it he doesn't okay or he isn't able to like really see it that well um Hmm. but maybe i'm wrong like i don't know it's interesting because i just really don't see it yeah i don't see that as the problem for him but i don't know because he uh, i am worried that we're starting to talk about it too much i know me too should we change it yeah we can move on okay um what were we talking? What was the other thing that I had such an important thought about that I forgot for? Um, well, one thing we didn't talk about was Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. <laughs> yes, wrong place. Amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Do you mind turning on the light? It's getting um, all yeah, dark I in here. Notice I the conversation keeps getting darker and darker as the day gets darker and darker. <laughs> one of us, we're both gonna die at the end of this podcast. <laughs> um. Puerto Rico. So, yeah. 
So, um, I feel like I should probably tell. No, yeah. Tell. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to Puerto Rico. It's crazy. Um, well, I mean, I guess I could s- explain why I'm not there, why I wasn't there. Exactly. Um, so basically, we were in the airport, packed bags, ready to go. Sorry. Joe had hilarious luggage. Joe had packed all of his clothes for one week. He had rolled up his shirts in zip ties and packed it into a lunchbox and had his flip-flops hanging out of a <laughs> side pocket of a lunchbox for a vacation that was a week long. Yeah. So that was hilarious. It was amazing. Um, Fernando got searched by TSA because he had pre-workout in his bag, which is the most Fernando thing ever. Yes. Hilarious. There was a bomb like, agent, a specific bomb agent who came like yes literally agent yes from literally yeah. um and so basically we were in line waiting for the plane um we were about to get on we had just we were worried we weren't going to make the connection flight because we had to run like like almost a mile basically we had, to like, run, we had to run we mapped it we had to run half a mile yeah between terminals at jfk and our flight our connection was 38 minutes apart yeah and our flight started getting delayed yes so we knew like we were fucked but then they said that the flight was being held so that was great um and so i for one reason or another that i won't discuss um i started feeling lightheaded um and i got up and went to the bathroom thinking i was gonna go use the bathroom and i stumbled into the bathroom and i fell on the ground and hit my head on the floor I woke up and there was a guy standing over me, like yelling at me, whatever. I was spooked uh, because there was a guy talking to me that I didn't know. So I was like pushing him away. I was like, get the fuck off me. Um, but then he, he, I realized that I'd fallen on the ground and I was like, oh shit. Um, so very emotional moment. I was, I was crying, dude. I thought, cause I thought I was like, I thought I was like paralyzed because like my hands were super tingling. I couldn't feel them. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, this is just like how it happens in the movies. I was like, I'm never going to be able to like, I don't know, lift or whatever. And I was like, fuck. Um, so I was crying <laughs> in the bathroom. Or grab things. Or jerk off. <laughs> or, or brush my teeth. Or do anything. Lift. Please my woman. Like <laughs> like anything. Uh, so I was like crying on the bathroom. Fernando came in. He was like holding my hand. It was crazy. And then I just went to the hospital. Um, was in there for like six hours in an uncomfortable neck brace. Le- I was like leaning on the wound. I was like lying down on the wound for six hours. Finally, they got some scans and then I just got staples and then I was fine. And I mean, it took three days to feel better. But after that, I was fine. But he didn't go to Puerto Rico. But I didn't go to Puerto Rico. Um, so that sucks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the whole story. I do want to... Do you remember what I said to you as you were getting wheeled out of the yes, bathroom? Yes, you were like... Uh, it was like... Because I'm really proud of having the balls to say this. Like you're like, damn it, Alvaro. Like, like I said, Alvaro, I'll never forgive you for this. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) And literally like, you look like you are about to die. You are are white as a sheet. Your eyes are like half closed. You're covered in sweat. Yeah. Cold sweats. Yeah. And, and there are, and there are cops and like medical workers. Yeah. It was, it was a scene. Uh, They couldn't read my pulse. That's so scary. And I actually was really proud of it. Because I thought it meant that I was a very fit individual and that my yoga and meditation had paid off. So I was like, yeah, I, I do yoga and I meditate. And they're like, what is he talking about? Anyways, yeah. we can't read his pulse. You're, you're intentionally lowering your heart. Yes. Right yes. <laughs> this is intentional. This bodily control. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why would you do that right now? Uh, um, but yeah, so then they went to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, so obviously massive FOMO. 
Uh, but anyways, what happened on the trip? Um, it was just... I mean, it's we. First of all, I'm a horrible storyteller in general, so I I worry. About I, I can't. To I can't be too. Tell stories. Yeah. Um, I always just give the general overview. Is it was just a lot of hanging out on the beach and in a pool because Jack had Jack, our friend Jack, was staying in a four star hotel right on the beach, where <sighs> as we were staying in a shit Airbnb that was infested with ants and mosquitoes. Um. Well, it was the cheapest. It was it was one of the cheapest. I could have gotten way cheaper, man. Let me tell you, the savings were unbelievable. It was it was worth the savings. Yeah. Um. It's and it was also perfect because we were able to mooch off of our other friend, and we were just right. able to hang out in their hotel and in yeah. their pool with the hot tub and a beach literally attached to the hotel. Oh. Um. So that was incredible. Yeah. And. Yeah, and that was those were our days, and then we ate at some awesome places. We walked mm. around a little bit, and then our nights were just partying. There's right. a there's a strip called La Placita. Yeah, I saw that. That is um, awesome. It's I don't know, coming from Boston nightlife, it is a quite an upgrade, and it also was spring break. So I'd never really been in an environment right. that was that spring much, breaky. Like, spring break, everyone is there to party and meet new right. people and oh. shit like. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 We missed you. We I, I and I missed you Your too. Your energy would have been prime in this oh, location. That would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's always next year. Yeah. There's always next year. Um, exactly. Yeah. What were like some, I guess like things you weren't expecting about the trip, things that, that surprised you or things like that? Um, Maybe like social dynamics that you like you were not yeah, sure of, or that's the thing I'm trying to think about. I know your head went there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, got along very well. Yeah. But I feel like it's a, a yeah. That is an easy place. Is an easy person to get along with. Yes. Very. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I had so much fun on mm-hmm. this trip. Um, I guess it. I don't know. It, weirdly, it felt like. Um, I guess and were like paired for a lot of it mm-hmm. so i thought maybe there wasn't as much like they were almost in their own pod a little mm-hmm. bit for a lot of the time um there oh and then and sometimes sometimes anxiety brought them away from the group but it wasn't like i don't know it's it's weird because there wasn't a lot of like like engaging conversation there were some but it was much more it was a much more activity based mm-hmm. um vacation so social dynamics weren't really at the forefront mm. um there were also other groups that we were there interacting with like on a fairly regular basis did you see yeah we saw a lot. was that fun yeah um you see- also had a large group of friends included. Yeah, yeah. There was one time when we were, I think it was it was me and our other friend who you didn't meet because we just mm-hmm. met him on this trip. Um, he's one. Of, he was rooming with mm-hmm. on the trip. Me and were um were partying at this one club on La Placita, and um and I was standing right near the front and. Raphael taps me on the shoulder as he's in line 
right outside about to get into the place mm-hmm. it's like 1 a.m we had no idea it was going to be there right that was awesome that's awesome yeah there was another time when we were and i were at this restaurant for lunch and wyatt sergio's friend randomly walked up yeah. and sat down at the table next to us oh. and then him and sergio and Raphael all end up rolling up and that was completely unplanned and they just saw us there they were just going to that restaurant that's awesome it was very cool yeah um so so it it didn't sound like you guys were together all of the time who like all like like the people the people that we planned to go with yeah like the five in our airbnb yeah it sounded like there weren't yeah it sounded like there were like there were yeah there was a lot of splitting up because it became like it's you know how it is especially like like it's hard to move with a big group. Yeah, it is. It's really, it's kind of annoying, and it's also hard to come to consensuses on like what you want to do. Right. So I'd say about two days into the trip, it started, it started being more like, I'm gonna go do this thing, and it, it's all maybe this is the interesting social dynamic. It's like who, who decided to lead and who followed, mm-hmm. because, um, because. One person or the other would just be like, "I'm gonna do this thing." Try not to bend that cord too much. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Yeah. I just, um, I fiddle, and and then people would people would say, "Okay, I'll come, I'll come," and maybe you'll have a group of two or three to right. do this one thing, and then other people will go do something else, and then periodically, like when you're whenever you're done with some activity or about to go somewhere else. You just get in touch with other people and say, okay. you want in on this. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't, I don't think that affected things negatively Okay, good, all. good. Yeah. Yeah. Just made it easier. Honestly, right. Because cause you don't really, want to force people to do things they don't want. Yeah. Something we started talking about was how much, or not how much, but how it was kind of annoying and weird that we, how much time we were spending talking about like the plans in what was going to be done mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that. I really like in don't Puerto like Rico. That. Yeah. Like, yeah. so where are we going tonight? Or so, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Rather than just like going out, like, are we going for a walk on the beach after this or something? Like, yeah, I really, it's just, too, like it's just too, plans. it's just too like, um, not spontaneous. I guess yeah, that's part of it. And it also it's it's extremely uninteresting conversation. Yeah. Like And it's also I find that 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 topic of conversation very anxiety producing because people have to ins- assert what they want to do. Yes. And people yes. might disagree, but they're too afraid to. Yes. So it's really and that's why, like you said, it's really hard to get people on the same page. It's uh-huh. like when I was in Australia, it was it, it there was kind of that dynamic where like that happened basically. Yeah. 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 No, I think you're, God, your point about like people being reluctant to, to voice their opinions. Right. Is crippling. Right. On a trip like that. Yeah. Um, it's the type of thing where it's like, it's weird because a plan might have benefit, like having just a solid plan that everyone was ready to follow. And that's something you talk about a lot is like yeah. how that could have helped us. But also no one wanted that to be the case. To have a set plan. Yeah. Yeah. No one wanted to have a set plan. No one wanted to step up and make the set plan or at least put it up. (laughs) It's funny because Matt would like take stabs at making plans. Right. 
and then but he wasn't he's not matt's not a very assertive person yeah just because he's too nice yeah i agree um and because he's so nice people also don't want to be assertive about being like i don't really feel that right because they're afraid he'll take it personal yeah yeah um because he was because matt so wholesome was like like we're in this completely new place like let's try to let's try to take a little bit more advantage of it than maybe we're doing right but everyone else like let's just keep it a spring break it's fine right um but it, it like it was not that much of a drag like like that was this is this is us like very micro analyzing this social right. dynamics and there is so much good that was still happening on the oh track. no yeah yeah yeah. You're right. It was starting to sound a little bit like not that. Yes. The way we were talking about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I I truly enjoyed the nightlife so much. I'm gen- This is perfect. We can transition generally into a conversation about how Night. awesome I am. And, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I heard about this. What? Oh, that's they, not what I was going to talk about. Okay. okay. Wait. Hold on a second. Is there something that you want? Like, do you need clothing? Do you need, like, money? Do you need... I think the thing I need most in my life yeah. right now is a 1987 Buick Grand Navigator. Are you joking right now? No. The 1987 Buick Grand Navigator comes with a six-speed transmission, perfect for all your navigating needs. So I won't get lost? Yeah, the transmission makes sure you don't get lost. Oh. You shift the it, gear and it puts you in the right direction. Wow. I hear I was using Google Maps like an idiot. Now you can just use the 1987 Buick Navigator. Oh. Where can I buy it? Go to my personal website, 1987 Buick Navigator for sale by Joe.biz. Okay. 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 All right. Well, um, I think I got to get on this. I I think I need this. Yeah. 44. <laughs> it's gone, right? Oh, yep. yeah, it's gone. Okay, cool. So we were just talking about why um, we were about to get into why I'm awesome. Yes. This is also a reason that Alvaro is awesome Aww. now, as of recently. Yes, um, thanks to Ben. Is our incredible ability to wake up early in the morning. Mm. It is. It has really manifested our lives into the TikTok sound. Am I better than everyone else? Mm. Um, it makes me realize that. Everyone else is just dumb, and I'm awesome. <laughs> they all suck. <laughs> no, it's um, – I started waking up early. I feel like so I'll start – this is perfect because yeah. this still comes from Huberman Lab. Yes, yes. Um, oh, Because, wow. yeah, beautiful. <laughs> it, all, it all comes together. So the beginning of this podcast is all about sleep. So it's a full month, four episodes, four hour and a half long podcast episodes on sleep, mm. which if you haven't heard, it's pretty important. Um, oh shit! Yeah, I haven't yeah. slept in like four weeks. <laughs> yeah, tonight's gonna be a great night. <laughs> the first one back on the sleep grind. Yeah. Um, and there's a ton of information in there, but like one of one of the biggest pieces is the importance of getting light in your eyes early in the morning. I think this is just a super cool thing. So I'll talk about it in a little bit of depth because mm-hmm. there are these, there are neurons in your eyes um that communicate that are connected to a part of your brain called the suprachiasmatic nucleus um i love that name which and the suprachiasmatic nucleus is the thing that sets your circadian clock 
in your body. And these specific neurons in your eyes are receptors for a specific type of light. They're, so they're looking out for the wavelengths of light that are in the sky at or after the sunrise. So right as the sun is coming up over the horizon. And obviously this makes a ton of sense evolutionarily because we should be programmed to be getting up when the sun is rising. But like now a ton of people, especially people our age, like most people are not getting up anywhere near the sunrise. They're no. getting up way later More than like the sunrise. More like 10. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and in addition, even people who are getting up early, like older people, a lot of them are getting up indoors doing their routine getting in their car going to work right and the thing is this this mechanism in your body isn't triggered unless you get about 10 minutes of exposure to light outside right right after the sunrise um and the thing is if you so if you don't do this then your circadian clock is it's really easy for it to get thrown out of whack and it means that you wake up groggy and you're not going to sleep at a consistent time every night. Your sleep ends up just lowering quality. And it's generally worse. So I heard this and I'm like, okay, this is a pretty easy thing. All I have to right. do is wake up. And then like one of the first things that I have to do, I think the suggestion is like within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up is when you're supposed to get your 10 minutes of light exposure. Right. I just have to go for a walk yeah. basically. So I started doing this. Um, also one important thing is like, you can't get it through a window. I think there have been studies done where if you're viewing light through a window instead of actually going outside, it's not the same. it takes 50 times longer of viewing that light to get the same biological response. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so I started doing that and I started naturally waking up a little bit earlier and earlier and the other great thing was I was more alert when I was waking up. Like I was waking up very ready to get at it. Plus, oh. and I have, and I've been waking up naturally, which is the crazy. Thing. Oh, like that's the best. I'm waking up naturally before 7 a.m. alertly, and it's it's insane. It's something that's never happened in my life. And all that it took right. was like getting outside when I woke up. Um, and sorry, I could just rant about this. The the only other thing I'll say again. Go listen to Huberman Lab. It's super interesting. Yeah. The the me- the thing that it sets off in your body, like or that your clock sets, is there are two chemicals, and this is talking way too much at this point, but I don't care. Um, You're chilling. Cortisol, which is also the stress chemical. Yeah. But it's the one that makes you alert, right? So cortisol is released when you wake up, and melatonin is released when you go to sleep, and this not only like sets the time where your cortisol is going to be prepared, like is going to be released when you're waking up, but it starts the clock, the like 14 to 16 hour timer to control when melatonin is going to be flooding your body to make you sleepy, which is why. So that's why it's so important because it'll, it'll get you to sleep at a consistent time and it'll make it so it's easier to fall asleep and that you get higher quality sleep just by going outside and getting this light. It's amazing that you mentioned this because <clears throat> Gabriella has, who is a person that is a fictional character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Yeah. Uh, she has a 
really hard time sleeping. She will go to bed at like 12, 1, and stay up till 3, 4, wake up at like 11, not leave the apartment till like 1. Mm-hmm. And she has been like having a really hard time, especially after spring break, which mm-hmm. makes sense, of even falling asleep at all. She'll just stay up awake at all hours of the night. She okay. can't sleep at all. And she wow. doesn't know what's wrong, like what it is. Wow. Um. So I am definitely going to have to mention this to her. Dude, really do. Yeah. And I can, I can honestly... We should just get her in here for a conversation because dude. I can give way more detail on oh, this shit. Oh, dude, she would love this shit. Yes. Dude, yeah, uh. she she told me that she's like, uh, yeah, you haven't made a podcast with me. And I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriella, you're you're behind me on the list. And that's okay. <laughs> it's nothing personal. You're just like a shittier you're person. just way less interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding. Of course, we love yeah, Gabriella. Yeah. Um, Okay, so... God, I hate when you clarify your intention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who do I know who does that? Yeah, that's weird. Um, but you've also been waking up early now. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm realizing... I didn't know the 10-minute thing because I don't do quite that. I do a five-minute run. Not for the sake of cardio, just for the sake of getting outside and like okay. breathing and pumping. Um, it's also good right before yoga because <laughs> my breath becomes um, uh, less of a conscious thing that I have to actively do and more of a thing that just happens and I can watch, which is great for like meditation. Cause that's all about like observing and stuff like that. Um, it's naturally intensified. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I definitely need to lengthen up that time that I'm outside. Five minutes might be enough for you. Like, cause it's yeah. a varying thing. It's not that's a hard true. cutoff. And for, that's true. I think he might even say five to 10 minutes, but right. he, recommends 10 minutes because that's the right it's end. more like yeah it's more of like for everyone's one yeah. one size fits all kind of thing exactly for me yeah. for me it's just like i do i don't even necessarily do 10 minutes a lot like i'm just getting outside instantly to walk to the gym and sometimes i'll walk around the block right this also depends on how bright is it is outside like if it's really overcast then you're actually supposed to get more like 20 minutes okay so usually when it's overcast that's when i'll take a walk oh. around the block but otherwise I wow this is great i can't wait to try it because i haven't had one of those night sleeps where I go to bed and I wake up and I am done sleeping and I am up. Yeah. Like I want to just get up and go do something. Yeah. Um, part of the reason is weed. Weed really fucks with that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they, I, I bet they mentioned that or maybe not uh, um, in the podcast, he, but he should mention he that because really briefly mentioned. Yeah. It. Cause weed definitely affects sleep and I feel like people don't really give it enough credit. Um, <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> for being bad for sleep. Exactly. Yeah. But I just really want, I want to just sleep well because it just, it ruins the morning if you wake up and it's hard and it just makes it more likely that I'll a skip waking up early. Um, so I just, yeah, I really need to just be able to wake up naturally. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there are a lot of, at least for me, I feel like there are multiple contributing factors. One, one is I also, I sleep with my wind, with my blinds open. That makes sense. So that gets me up. Yeah. I'm also like I've I became very aware that I was never really I was almost never really actually falling back asleep right. after waking up in the morning. Oh. Right? It was just like and like 30 minutes of laying in bed and then going on my phone and then 30 more minutes of laying in bed. Right. It, like maybe with my eyes closed or maybe with my eyes open or just thinking. Yeah. And come to that realization makes it very easy to when i wake up be like this means you're up right get up oh because that's part of the reason i don't like getting up early because i'll get up early i'll work out i'll feel great about myself and then i pass the fuck out in class 
Really? And I hate it because I miss what they're talking. I don't feel mm. alert and it's just shitty. Damn. Um, is, so, when when are you feeling that crash? I'm curious. It it didn't happen today. Okay. Um, which was the first day I went to classes during this like early waking up yes, period. Yes. But okay. I remember it happening a decent amount junior year because mm. I would get up and go to the gym at like 7.30ish so that I can make class at 10. Okay. Um, And I remember like the second class rolling around and I was just, I was like falling asleep or I was, it just was really difficult to get through the day. Um, So it made me want to just sleep in more yeah. and then just work out at night mm. so that I could get through the classes and then just lift at night because lifting, you're not going to fall asleep lifting. Yes. Like that's crazy. Of course. That um, makes, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think yeah. another thing that Huberman has mentioned yeah. is like he he often has like uh an afternoon crash a mid-afternoon crash yeah i think a lot of people probably do mm. i feel that a lot too i feel that too because a lot of it is like it's like okay i've been grinding for six hours like i've been put i've put in most of the day of work i have lunch in me it's digesting the lunch is the kicker because you feel tired like you were comatose a little bit after eating yes this is a perfect especially energy. a big meal Yes. Yeah. So, um, what I've learned about food, yeah, and its effect on like how you feel and mood. First of all, no matter how much or no matter what specifically you eat, if you eat a lot, you feel more tired, right? Because your blood rushes to your gut, away from your brain, to the other parts of your body. So you just want to relax. But besides that, so foods that there are certain foods that will help you feel more alert and more like more alert more focused more driven to do the things that you're working on right they're dopaminergic foods they they have this chemical called l-tyrosine which is the precursor to dopamine it's like what your body uses to make dopamine okay um and those foods tend to be like high protein, low carb. Foods. I was gonna say pasta is definitely not on that fucking Correct. list. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, I think I think turkey might be an exception because of the tryptophan in turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, like if you want to chill and relax, you do want to go higher carb. Right. Um, and I forget exactly. Oh, I think because it's more it's. It's biased towards creating serotonin. I forget what exactly the chemical in the carbohydrate-rich foods is that does that. Um, so I think I feel like that's a really cool realization, right? Because um, what what the guy says in the podcast is like he eats a very high-protein diet for breakfast, for lunch. Like I feel like eating eggs with maybe cheese and some vegetables for breakfast mm. and um, uh, like a lot of turkey or chicken in a sandwich at lunch right. or something um, can help you go through more the through the yeah. day. And then you can have like a pasta at night or something. Right. And then it starts to cool you down and prepare you for sleep. Right. Right. And that's just super cool to me. And, and it feels, it makes you feel just very content is a thing like serotonin right so oh that's so cool um yeah that there's this much level of control available which i know you love 
Yes. Yeah. Control. <laughs> Can we transition? <laughs> I am God. <laughs> uh, it's totally brings me back to your conversation about cooking and how you want to understand the molecules and yes. how they break down and every little thing that could possibly happen <laughs> to give you the maximum amount, maximum amount of power. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I feel like because I, I think there is like a higher so cooking is an interesting thing. I'm I'm just I'm excited to get into cooking soon. Yeah. Um our friend Joe, our mutual friend Joe is a good cook and I'm yeah. hoping he'll help me get into it. And he will cuz he's always free cuz he and he always wants to do things with people. Always. Incredible. Yeah, one of the greatest things about him. Yeah. Um but I I have I have always been skeptical to cook in any ways that's not just with a recipe because I I feel like I never have broken down taste enough to like understand how to just throw things together. Mm. Um, Is he here? Yeah. Okay. Should so. we pause? We can pause. Um, but wait, um, I feel like I am good at throwing things together because that's, that's how I eat. I, really? when I go to the dining hall, I realize that in order to eat healthy, you have two options. Pray that there's something healthy. That's good enough for you to get down your throat. Or B, go to the salad bar and just throw a bunch of shit together. So I'll like do this thing where I get a big bowl. I put chickpeas, beans, like chicken, spinach, like all these things that are like good for you in this yes. big bowl with a little bit of cheese. Because come on, I'm not like a psychopath. Yeah. I put them together, a tiny bit of ranch because I love ranch. Um, and then I go downstairs, put it in the microwave and just like, just like let it go for like two minutes. Sure. And it's like really good and it i can feel consciously like good about eating that true um so but it's more it sounds like maybe that's more like you throw it together and then it's good and not like you choose the specific ingredients because you oh no i do the marriage of those ingredients no i totally do gonna be good is that it i okay. totally do like because i i don't know like for example like chicken's really dry Okay. So you need something that's got a little bit of like juiciness in it, in it. So like chickpeas are good, beans are good. They're they tend to be pretty like that. So I I do kind of do that and like notice when there's a lack of like savoriness or really? things okay. like that. But I think the things I use to address that are a little bit basic, like ranch or cheese. Ah, uh, like if I do broccoli, broccoli's dry as fuck. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll take a little it's bit of raw. soup. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. So I put a little bit of soup on top and a tiny bit of cheese. And then it just like marinates into the broccoli. Yeah. So that it's not, it doesn't have that raw flavor that's so gross about broccoli. I see what you're saying about, and I think it's like, not to the level that you want to do it. Yes. But I feel like that is kind of the cook. I just kind of like, I don't, I don't have time to like think of a recipe. So I just put a bunch of shit together and I know I can get it down my throat and hopefully it's good. And if it is good, then I repeat it. Yeah. That makes sense. But it's like experimenting, I guess. Yeah. I think, I guess I, Hmm. Yeah, I I feel like I need to educate myself more because my own experience of taste and cooking is not enough to guide me in terms of just making things on my own. Right. So I think that's that's why I. Like, and I figure if I'm going to, like, learn at all, if I'm going to learn at all, I might as well try to learn at the most basic level and, like, 
see what I can build up, how I can build up my knowledge from there. Right. And that small level is molecule level? It's, um, I mean, it it did start at the molecular yeah. level. Yes, but it's more, but I think the more interesting part is like is like the individual taste level right of like oh like what acidity bitterness brings, yeah. saltiness savoriness how wh- like which different foods present those based on their and it's like it's like which molecules create those tastes which mm. foods have like certain things to right to create those tastes how you want to marry those tastes together in right. dishes um, well, I think once you've like fucked around enough with individual ingredients, just based on like the taste that they bring to the table at a macro level, you can probably like learn at a deeper level what it is that brings that to the table. Yes. And then from that, you can kind of like fuck around once you, as you said, you have that like bit of a database. Yes. Kind of like merge on a more micro level. That's more specific and like totally. Well, yeah. it's, it's interesting because the way you describe that, yeah. I instantly related it back to the way we were talking about writing a TV show. Right. And because the way you're saying it is very much like t- you do something top down. Yeah. And then you figure out bottom up. You figure out the individual components that makes up the thing that you made. Right. So you learn, you, you do the macro and then you learn the micro. Right. The right. Right. And I'm instead going from the bottom down. Ex- bottom up. Bottom up. Sorry. Yes. Bottom exactly. down. Exactly. <laughs> bottom <laughs> shittier. <laughs> going from the bedrock deep into the core of the earth. Lava. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's interesting. It is interesting. Very different ways of like thinking about it. I feel like it's, it's like my... <laughs> Because we've agreed that we're both perfectionists over the yes. podcast, but I, it's like my perfectionism is being, um, emphasized here because I don't even want to try to do the macro thing right. until I have complete control over yeah. the micro. Yeah. Yes. And and the thing is, is I feel like I, I have that a lot, like mm. with different things. Like I don't know. Sometimes I try to like get into circuits for fun. Um. <laughs> And I try to like do it that way. I try to like completely understand. Like I'll take a transition. I'm like, okay, like what does this do? Like what's happening with the current through this rather than like just reading about a circuit, building that circuit, building a lot of circuits and then being like, okay, well, why don't I pair this one with this one? And then eventually you kind of figure out what the components do individually just based off experience. But I honestly, I feel like doing it, like just building stuff and then worrying about the individual core components later is a little bit better for beginners because I feel like it can get overwhelming if you're trying to learn about something from the core up um, just because there's so much, like there's so much shit to learn. Um, so especially for a perfectionist, cause like you want a result, you want to, yeah. you want an indicator of progress. Yeah. And so if you start at that level, it's very easy to get frustrated. I think you're probably right. I think you're, no, you're definitely right. But like, yeah. I still do that approach all the time. Like what mm-hmm. I was saying with like circuits and shit, I'm not like above that or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think, it's, no, it's a great point. It's like, and if you do want to start with the micro, you got to like, you have to set a point or an amount of learning Right. Where you say, all right, now, That's good. now let's try to let's try to go for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's try to go for it, and then we can learn more. Right. First of all, we can learn from this experience. Yeah. And then we can also learn more about the theory or whatever. Right. Or just being okay with 
the small amount of progress that you made. Yes. Um, which can be hard, but possible if you're willing to like do that. Um, True. like I feel like, yeah, yeah. It's like finding a different, um, it's like setting a different goal in a sense to adapt to the fact that you are not making progress in another way, which is what I do in weightlifting because weight wasn't going up. I wasn't getting yoked. So I was like, all right, let me just get really good technique. And at least that'll give me enough of a motivation to keep going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You do always need something. You always need to see progress with, I mean, I don't even know. I don't understand how, anyone can continue to feel motivated if you don't see progress in any way and the fortunate thing is like as people if you keep working at something you always see progress right so that's good um i mean maybe there are people that are just like they just like enjoy the activity enough that they're not even really worried about the progress that it's more of like a bonus that if they didn't see any progress, that they'd be like fine with it because the pro- the activity itself is sufficient. Is there anything that you do that is that way? I'm curious. Mm. Meditation, maybe, because even though there has been progress, that's not the reason you like it. No, because it just makes me feel good every day. That that prog there isn't like it's not like every day I feel even better. I'm like, yes, I'm doing it even better. Like, um, a lot of the times it's really not that. I, I just um it just does make me feel better for that day. For okay. a little bit better. And like it's nice to just take a break. Yeah. Um I think that's probably one of the few things probably. Well, that's like that's that's a perfect answer. Yeah. Because the whole point of meditation is, is to not get anywhere. Not move. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. You need to be okay with what is and what you have. Yeah. Um. And, but like you do, like I have gotten better. Um. But it's not a day 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 to day thing or a week to week thing. Like it's yes. just a couple of lessons that over two years has like Sink finally clicked. In. Yeah. And yeah. now is like it's useful from time to time where it's like oh look you're doing this shit again. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's probably one of the few things. That makes sense. Oh. Okay. The one thing Yeah, do you I, have anything? Yeah, the one thing that I was thinking of weirdly is watching TV. Yeah. And that's only occasionally though. Because like like a lot of times, especially like when I'm binging a show, that is for the sake of the progress of the storyline, of the character development, of the right. relationships. But but it's not progress like you're getting better at it. It's a different. It's not personal progress, but I'm still I'm still enjoying it for the progress right. of the things right, 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 that right, I'm right, invested right. in. Right. I mean, if you watch the same episode, but but now I feel like I've more often watched TV in a way where I am just completely engaged in the one episode and I am completely content with it and not like sometimes not fueled to even keep watching like there there can be a show that's on netflix or something and i can just watch one episode right of it. and you're not actually invested yeah. in the story like new girl or since seinfeld mm. right because a lot of those episodes don't actually build off each other there's nothing new that's crazy it's interesting because those those weren't really the ones i was thinking of but i also do enjoy those so like like comedy i guess is a different type of enjoyment yeah but because um, that's just one of those things that's just funny along the way Yes. 
Like, it's yes. not like, oh, what's going to happen? But usually I only, like, I only do really get into sitcoms when I am still like, what's going to happen for, like, the relationship drama right. that's happening. But, like, life. would you ever rewatch a comedy? Mm-hmm. So you would watch the episode knowing fully well what happens, yes. but still enjoy it. I enjoy it, but see, rewatching is a very specific, um, not very specific. When I'm rewatching something, I'm doing it for the comfort of the familiarity of the characters. Right. Yes. And I feel like that's different from like truly engaging in a television show as like for like the artistry almost i don't know if that's way too highbrow no no it feels very different from the experience i have say like watching like i watched the first episode of euphoria Mm. the other day and i didn't like it that much yeah to be honest but like i was extremely engaged and very much with it or like i've watched um, I've only watched the first season, the first episode of this new season of there's a show called Afterlife mm-hmm. on Netflix starring Ricky Gervais. Never seen it. Um, and I really liked the first episode and I haven't even watched any more of the season yet because I don't know, I, I do a lot of stuff. Right. Um, but it was, it was something that I just very much admired for being well done and I, and I didn't need to watch more of it at the time i don't know it's i'm i'm not articulating very well now but it just it's it felt like a very different it's enough on its own yeah and, I, and i'm not, it's i'm enjoying it for very different reasons than i enjoy like a new girl right or right uh, new girls Office. i totally know what the comfort feeling is i mean i rewatch yeah. so much shit yeah that's like the main way i watch television and once in a blue moon i'll try something new yeah and same with music uh, yeah. Not the same with books. I don't think I could reread a book. No. Um, it's it's like, but it's really unfulfilling. To rewatch something? Yeah. Yeah, but that's like, but the point of a comedy isn't to be, f- I, it's like partially to be fulfilling, but it's also just funny. Yeah, it, it's, you're right. It Maybe everything doesn't need to be fulfilling, but I guess I'm just, hmm, I'm I'm jumping around again. Yeah. I I relate it to like to just to like spending like nothing time spent with friends. Like just hanging on the couch. Just hanging on the couch. Yeah. Like you were just talking about how recently you have felt like it's like you haven't been connecting as much with right. people. Well, great segue. <laughs> Awesome You've done it again, Ben. <laughs> I'm a maestro. I'm so happy I found you. <laughs> that was good. Um, and the nothing time is not bad. It's still fun. We still laugh. Yeah, but, but they're shallow. They're like they're shallow moments, and it's less fulfilling. Yeah, and like and and that's okay. But I. I, I don't know. I, I crave the fulfilling stuff. And I mm. sometimes I almost get, I'm almost like rolling my eyes at myself in my head because it's like, like, like can you get over yourself already? Like, like not why everything this, has to be yeah. deep. Not everything has to be so important. Like, yeah. But, well, I mean, there's a reason why you crave it. So, I mean, it's not like 
the feeling's wrong. Yeah, um, the feeling's never wrong. The I feeling's mean. never wrong. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I it definitely is worth asking yourself, like, why? Mm-hmm. Why isn't it enough? Why? Well, if we're gonna get into that, it's about to get really interesting. Here. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the topic that Ben. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the topic that Ben has thought about the most in his entire life. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Uh, well, I can I can just answer that. Yeah. Is, um, I do think it's 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 t- double sided. I think one side of it is if I if I'm connecting with my connecting with people makes me feel secure in my relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Like va- yeah, yeah. Value. It makes you feel like exactly. yeah, like it's there to stay. Correct. It reminds you that it's like real and yes, doesn't make you second guess it. Exactly. Um, and because of my crippling self doubt, yeah, I need so much of that. Like I want that. All I I want that reassurance. Right. That that I'm valued and that you, that I value you. I want that all the time. Right. Um. But I, it's also, it's just the, the feeling like, it's like, it's almost like it is the, the way I've described it to someone else is that it is the, the meaning that I have kind of ascribed to life almost like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm an extremely rational person. We've talked about this and I, um, because of that, I, I think most of, I think everything is random and meaningless um, in the grand scheme, whatever that might mean. Right. But I do think that the, that the way that I and most people still do find joy is by, is by ascribing some meaning to their life and pursuing that or like following that. Um, so is that like your form of It's like my religion. Yeah, like it's your way of finding meaning. Yeah. Is by connecting. Connecting with people. Exactly. Like truly connecting. And yeah. and um and I guess I feel like like listening and having conversations that enable me to be more compassionate and understanding of people and and help not only help me learn about them but help them learn about themselves and for them to help me learn about myself and for us to like, like be on this jointly be on journeys of self exploration where we're helping each other. Yeah. Like that is so interesting to me. And it's, I'm, I just truly feel driven to do that. Whereas mm. as when I try to infuse a lot of other things with meaning, it is, it's much easier for them to just appear completely trivial in my mind. And for me to like instantly zoom out and be like, I don't need to do this thing because of this. I don't need like, right, like, like this is useless. This is meaningless. Whatever. Or like, or even like things that would be productive for me, like, like playing the piano. Sometimes I'll be like, my mind will because the thing that is providing me meaning is connecting with other people. Right. I'll rationalize something like playing the piano is like, this is something that deep down, like some part of you is really just doing this because 
you want to be able to show people that you can play piano and you want people to talk to you about how you can play the piano. You want it to be another avenue of human connection. And that'll be the same with like reading a book or my, it is so It's like everything is automatic. for that reason. Exactly. And so that means like if everything is for that reason, why am I not just going doing and doing that thing? Mm. Why am I not just going and connecting with people instead mm. of instead of taking the long way around with these other mm. activities? And it's like, even though I know that doing these activities are good for me in right. other ways, it trivializes them. And it means that I'm much less motivated to do them. And that's right. hard sometimes. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, Sorry, that one lost. thing I will say, though, is in my mind... Even though it gives you meaning, mm-hmm. do you ever find, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not like saying that this is like true. I'm just saying like, do you ever find that it like pushes people away? That constant need um, of like, I don't know, like, I guess validation of needing like to prove that you are connected and that you are like very good friends and that, you know, like, I feel like, Mm. I feel like, I feel like insecurity is ugly. (laughs) Yes. But I feel like insecurity ends up when people project insecurities, I feel like it does to the person exactly the opposite of what exactly what they don't want to happen. Like, um, I think we were just talking about this the other day, like projecting expectations, um, but with what there was a specific case like um oh yes projecting, literally yes 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 projecting expectations because it manipulates someone right no i and i do but remember right. what i said in that conversation what was that i i've thought about that and i think i did that a lot more in the past but now that i'm aware that that is my like that that is something that I might struggle with and might right. do to other people. Right. I like, I make sure that anytime I reach out to someone, like I'm saying, I'm going to do this, want to do this thing. Like I, I make, right. Very, I'm very careful to not to manage people. your emotions and make sure it doesn't spill over. Exactly. And also I'm, I feel like it almost helps to be open and self deprecating about having these feelings. Right. Because it's like, Yes, they are extremely real to me, but like, but not to the point where anyone else should have to accommodate me or right. like, like laugh about it with me. Like, it's okay that I, that I have these issues. Right. I don't have these issues. Right. It's completely normal. Yeah. So I totally hear what you're saying. And I think like it has sabotaged me yeah. in the past, but I'm fairly good at mitigating it. And I also don't want you to like... <clears throat> Like, I don't want you to just hold it in. Like, I, I feel like I want you to find the understanding that allows you to put that urge, not necessarily to rest, but to understand it enough that it doesn't ruin your time when you're not getting that from people. Yes. That is huge. And that's the same way I feel about addiction. Like, I don't want to just stop smoking weed. Like, yeah, that would be great, and I'd be more clear, and I'd be more able to do things. But whenever I feel shitty, I would just feel... 
like that urge and that I wouldn't be able to understand why it's there. And if, if I always have that urge and I never understand it, there's a chance that when I'm 30 and I have kids and a family and things get stressful enough that I will throw everything out the fucking window yes. just because this urge is so strong and I've never been able to understand it. So like I, yeah, I just, I don't know how like you'll find that and I don't know how I'll find my own understanding, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I no, I think, like, do you understand well, do you what I'm feel saying? That? I, yeah. I think I understand what you're saying. Like, like you want I want to put the urge to rest or almost. just for it not to control what yeah. we do. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause if you don't understand it, it has it the power control. to control. Yes. Because you'll have this feeling. You don't know why. Yes. And so you're more likely to act on it than if you understand you're like, Oh, here's this urge. And that happens when I'm like, whatever, whatever. And yeah. you're more likely to step back and, and not do it. Yes. Um, yes. Well, do you, is that how you feel about weed or about anything? Um, yeah, like I, that's why like I, I just, like I feel like so many people like are, like it's great that they stop and they never smoke again or mm-hmm. they never do drugs again. That's great. But that's not enough. Like I don't want to just stop. I want to like know why that is in the first place. And I feel like if I understand that in the first place, like A, I will be able to stop. But B, I can also just not stop and actually have a healthy relationship with it where I understand the urge enough that I know when I'm using it for the wrong reason and when I'm using it for the right reason. So I can actually find like balance. Yeah. Um, Because I don't think that just getting like getting rid of it solves anything. Like I think, I think I agree and I disagree. Yeah. I think that understanding is the most powerful tool probably yeah but i think if someone even if someone even if someone just realizes this is a problem and i need to stop right and they don't like dig into why is this a problem like, right what's going on here it's not gonna get worse um well if they stop after figuring out this problem no i think because i think this is a perfect example of like intention versus outcome right where the outcome still ends up being the same where the person has these urges and they don't act on the urges when the urges will affect them negatively because they've said, I'm stopped. Right. I've stopped. Right. right? And so they're able to direct their life in a more productive way because they're not, they're still not controlled by the urges. Right. And it's not that, and that like, that still works. That's, and that's better than just continuing to smoke. Exactly. Or whatever. Exactly. But it does mean, but it's like, it's like understanding is almost like the second level where it's like, oh, you do still get to do drugs. How fun. Right. Um, And you can do them without them ruining your life. Right. Um, And without, without them even necessarily negatively affecting your life. Right. Is the big thing. Um, And I think... It's interesting because I think a lot of people do lack the awareness. Like I, I think about a lot of people in in college maybe who who would set boundaries for themselves in terms of only doing like only partaking in certain things on certain days of the week right. or at certain occasions. Um, and I think that usually comes from 
the fear of being controlled by the thing. Right. And also the avoidance of doing the hard work of understanding why the thing might control right. you. Right. Um, yeah, it's simple. It's like, oh, I want to do this all the time and it's negatively affecting. So I'll just do it once a, wi- uh, once a week and then the problem is mitigated. Exactly. But, yeah, not really. Um, so, yeah, and I'm not saying it's like to that extreme. I just... What's up? Sorry, just the one oh, other thing yeah. I, that I want to say. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Like, If you set the... I, I feel like part of the problem is if you set the boundaries like that, then it means you can start... You can start like living too much of your life looking forward to to things mm. you're like you're looking forward to the weekend when you allow yourself to do this, right or you're looking forward to the holiday when you allow yourself yeah to and this. that doesn't make things better and that it just means that the all the other times sucks a little bit more right you know yeah Sorry, that's so true that's no no, no that's so true yeah yeah um yeah i don't know i like and i it's not ruining my life like no. like i am still functional like I do, I feel like for the age I am, I feel like I am so responsible about the things that like I want to do and I care about and like doing those things. And I'm very on top of like when things are getting out of hand. Um, And I feel like for most people, the quantity that I smoke is like minor, like nothing. Like I smoke like maybe three, maybe two times a week. And it's like a little bit like it's, it is very, very minor. Um, but I just, I, it just scares me a little bit sometimes that I feel like I'm not able to say no. That's the problem. It's a blind. Yes. That's the thing. It doesn't matter how often you do it. If you still don't feel like you're the one in control. Right. Right. Yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something I'm working on with my therapist and everything. Um, and let me tell you, this morning routine is fucking helping me a lot because I go to bed so much earlier that it makes doing those like smoking less worth it because it'll, I'll come home, say Monday night. It's like, I get out late. It's like nine and I have to go to bed at 10, 10 30. It's like, if I'm going to smoke, I'm going to be like, it's like an hour. It's not doing anything for you. Yeah. It's like, I'm not getting to enjoy the impulse. Like, it's like, it's so stupid. Exactly. Um, exactly. so it makes me more likely to step away from it, which yeah. is huge. Yeah. Um, that makes so yeah, definitely very happy about that. Um, I feel like that also kind of illuminates like what it's doing for you in the first place. Like it's kind of, it's bridging a gap. Like when you, cause if, if instead now that time is just moved from the very end of your night to the beginning of your morning, Hmm. right maybe the the purpose before was so that that you didn't have to you didn't have to stimulate yourself in other potentially more productive more mentally stimulating right ways right and which are more intimidating at first that's why it's so hard because he's smoking so easy and it's so successful it's an an easy it's totally an escape it's so easy exactly And, and sitting down to write a show is hard yeah like to sit down. I mean, once you're going, it's not bad, but like, and it's fun. It like, is fun. The writing the show. Yeah. It is fun. And, yeah. And the thing is, and again, the word that I would come back to is fulfilling. Yes. You like, feel like you're getting something done. Yeah. It's the type of thing where you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Yes. Thing last night. Yes. Right. And, and that like, 
that builds up self-worth that starts to make you look at yourself like I'm a cool person and I right. do interesting things right. and I and I specifically like I put effort into doing things that make me a person who I like right and that is enormous huge and it's interesting because like again this is not a connection I was thinking of before but when I say fulfilling like it brings me back to thinking about social interaction right? and why like, I, I almost feel like, like right. It the, is fulfilling. The nothing time. The nothing time is equivalent to the weed smoking. And right. the it's like a real waste. connection is equivalent to the doing things that are productive for yourself. So it's, so it's difficult to not indulge on the more fulfilling. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, well, I feel like it's a little different in that sense because for me, it's difficult to not indulge on the nothingness, which is the weed. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like it's, it's, it's a thing you constantly have to like mitigate. Yes. Um, exactly. It's difficult. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Does it feel good when you want to do it really badly and you don't do it and then you still end up like, I don't know, like, like you're able to sort of like. I don't know, still have like fun, eat, like something comes out of the, like sometimes I notice that like when it's really boring and sorry, I didn't mean to like, uh, but sometimes I notice when, when it's really boring and I'm like with my friends and it's like a group, it's like a big group. So that there is like talking, there is expectation of conversation going. Mm. Um, and I am tempted by the boredom to steer the conversation or say things anything to get it going and i don't say that thing that i find like five minutes later that the conversation fucking flourishes like something happens and i didn't do anything i just waited and something more natural comes about somebody talks about themselves or like mm. basically like i think that it's easier to find connection when you let people talk like when you let them determine whereas if you ask questions like it's not that it's, it's bad to ask questions about a person like that's great um but obviously like when it's like a little it's a little more than that like you're kind of taking away from it a little bit does do that make sense yes i see what you're saying because part of because like part of what you're learning from the other person talking is in their choice of what to talk about rather than just what they're saying. Yeah. So yes, I do say that. I mean, you I still learn the same things if you like if they're not in the mood to talk about something, you'll see that. Um, yeah. So I guess it, it might not make a difference, but I think sometimes I again really like no some sometimes I'm. I'm definitely content where where the conversation just with where the conversation just goes. Right. But legitimately a lot of the time like I think that I'm going to learn more and at least the conversation to in my opinion is going to go to a more interesting place if you if I ask. Right. Um and I and I again here's that thing where it's like it's not an extreme like it's not one or the other. You can have both. You, you can ask both. about people and like how their day was and like whatever like more yeah. deep things. How their relationship but with again, their father is. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it's not like there is a too much. It's just it's hard to find, but yeah, there is a too much. So I, it's it's 
I feel like that's what life is, just finding that balance. But, uh, mm. yeah. And yeah. it seems like you are able to kind of like. I think so. I think so, too. And I don't I don't find it like over. Bearing. Yeah. It was a little bit more at the beginning when I met you that I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> Let's chill the fuck out. Yeah, a little bit because I knew you less, and yeah. Um, oh, and maybe it was less. It was not as easy to. Like, maybe yeah. Because I kind of ask about vulnerable ish things. Exactly. Yeah. So like when we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I and you were like, you were kind of trying to prime me open. Yes. And there was just nothing I wanted to articulate, and yeah, it was like you yeah. were. That's also slightly putting things in my mouth a little bit, you know. That's how I get. <laughs> yeah, well, I get it so. because that shit wires you. Mm. Like it's so hard. I find what how that affects you fascinating because, like, me like or you're, just anybody, anybody. Yes. Like I find it fascinating because, like, you're wired, and so I think, like, at least for me, like. I think it's harder to detach from impulses a little bit because there are so many things that seem so great. Like mm. everything's funny. Um, things just seem more enticing, I feel like, when you're on it. And so like I find myself having a bit of a hard time like just being like and like interesting finding that balance of like talking talking or not talking talking you know what i mean it's kind of it kind of skews it a little bit i don't know if that was a really good articulated thing but or See, sentence but i guess when you started i was gonna say i kind of disagree because when well when you say like impulses yeah i think say like eating sugar right for example or yeah that definitely doesn't happen i don't want to eat exactly yeah well because well, because generally i feel like i'm not as controlled by my impulses because specifically because of the reasoning you just said where because everything seems awesome i don't need oh. the otherwise especially awesome things. you don't have to work as hard to find something to contribute exactly you know what that's a really good point because like now that i'm thinking about it i remember there were like many moments where i just everything seems so funny mm-hmm. that i felt just as comfortable waiting for the next big thing like it, like i was able to say to myself look that's funny and it would probably make people laugh but let's wait for something better like yeah you know and so i'm actually contradicting everything i just said really <laughs> well that's what's so great about you you're yeah. so open-minded that you're just totally fine with yeah doing that. so um yeah that is interesting yeah yeah i played D with joe on and um why? I wonder what people are gonna think when they. It's so funny. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I played uh, D and D with him, and it was, oh my god, it was ridiculous. Like we literally couldn't even get through like the beginning of the game. Like it was just everything that was said was hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, I That's don't know. Awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. It makes me not want to play D and D again because I just don't think it could match that. Even though you didn't even get through the beginning of the game. Oh no, we or got through the you? whole game, but okay. like um, the ending of the game was bad because we finished it the next day and we were all just sober and it was uh, just like it was a letdown. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. The, the so, constant, the constant problem with the drugs. Yes, sobriety seems bad. Yes, sobriety really isn't bad. No, it's not. It's actually it's, a lot more attractive the more drugs you do. You think so? 
I think so. Um, I feel like I connect with people more and I feel like I listen better and I feel like I'm more in tune with people. Yes, I agree. I definitely prefer. Well, again, yeah, I prefer interacting with people. Um, yeah, on a deep, I, I, I'm much better at interacting with people on a deep level sober. I feel like, yeah. Um, I do think drinking is great for, for amplifying the, the fun. Yeah. I don't know why I put air quotes around that. No. Well, cause you're trying to say like surface level. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. I know exactly what you mean. Yes. Um, yeah, I find, I find that shit so interesting how like weed and alcohol are different. Like one lowers your inhibitions and like insecurities. So you're more able to just go out and have fun, say the things you want to say and not think about it so much. Yeah. Which is great. And then weed is the opposite. It seems like it's kind of the opposite. Like I feel like I'm so much more aware of what's going on inside me Hmm. when I smoke. I'm more susceptible to insecurities. I'm more susceptible to doubts and like, looking people in the eye and having conversations and just the general anxiety of every day to day life. Mm. And same with lifting. Like I'll go lift and I, after smoking and it's, it's great, but I am so like doubtful that I'm analyzing every little thing. Yes. And the last thing I need being the perfectionist, like analytical person is that yeah. like, totally. so it makes me, yeah, it's just super fascinating how they're like totally different. Yeah. Um, yeah. It I just agree, man. it just makes me question why it could be a crutch, because if weed it makes you so much more aware of like your your inner shit, mm. how is it that I depend on it so much and like use it as a way to kind of get away from that shit? Yeah, it's interesting because you were talking the other night about how you agree. Like I, the reason I really have been. I've talked about how I'm kind of souring on this yeah. because it makes me brain dead. Yeah. So because the way you're describing it, because you had agreed with that sentiment, yeah. I think, but the way you're describing it now doesn't really sound like it makes you brain dead. It doesn't. It makes me brain dead. Not in the vegetable sense. It makes me brain dead in that, like, I'm just more. Is it lost like, in the sauce? Yeah, like you can't focus on an individual thing because right, there's just your so much going on. Is so loud. Exactly. Kind of, that makes. Lot, and that so makes it's sense. good for people that are like, that have a hard time, like maybe focusing on that or something. They don't really like listen to it. But well, I, think, I don't know. I think I think for some people, like, yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, it does make them brain dead, and that's uh, and they want that. Right, because it. It's so weird because it is, even though it ups the volume on the internal dialogue, at least for me, it makes me more, because I'm so much more lost in it and it's mm-hmm. so much more of a blur, even though it's louder, it's harder to see what's actually going on and to pay attention to what's what the individual thoughts are. Yes. The concerning things. Exactly. What is going on inside, really? Because it's so loud and, and intense and emotional. And I feel like it's so funny because that's exactly the opposite mm-hmm. of what I feel like. When you smoke? No. Uh-huh. Of what um, tripping does. Uh-huh. Because everything. Yeah. Everything. It's more clear. clear. Yeah. I agree. 
Yeah. And that's why I love it. Like it feels much more, it, it enables human connection Yeah, because you can even like, I feel like I'm, I'm already a fairly good listener right. Right, and communicator, Yeah, but it's enhanced because I, I have a better and even better understanding of how I'm comprehending you and how I'm comprehending my own thoughts. Yeah. And I'm able to make like I'm able to zoom out even more easily and make connections with experiences that I'm having right now and how they relate to experiences I have in other realms of life. Right. Um, and we definitely doesn't do that for me. Alcohol definitely doesn't do that for me. Oh no. Um, I, I really don't like alcohol. Like yeah, I'll drink it. I'll get hammered, but like <laughs> it's really not that great. It takes like a kind of like a, <coughs> here we go. Mm. Like I have to prepare myself and it just, it weakens your immune system. You're just more like, Oh, it's horrible. For you. That's yeah. for sure. It's just shitty. I don't know. For me, I think it's, it's a valuable, it's a valuable tool for social, social lubricant. Yes. Um, it's a, so I'm trying to think like, how can I describe it more? Than yeah. That? Um, it is, it is so social lubricant, but it's more specifically like, a like a large group party lubricant. Like it's actually, this is so weird. I was just thinking about this this morning. Weirdly, it is like the most, it is the easiest glue for a large group. Might it might be the only glue for a very large group, unless like everyone's coming from a club or right. something. Like if you have if you have a party where it's a bunch of people who have brought friends of their own, there's there's nothing particularly connecting every person there. Yeah. Alcohol does. Yeah. And weed does not. No. It can for some people, but it does not, no, I don't think. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I guess it's weird because I, I truly just like I I also I do and en- I enjoy drinking. I mm-hmm. don't enjoy the alcohol itself. I mm-hmm. hate all of the alcohol right. in fact, but I but do the enjoy effects. the feeling of being drunk. Yeah, um, I do too. Because slightly. I yeah, because I really am like I feel like I am often inhibited by my Your brain. Head. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and also just in my own experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, and so I think, but I but in addition to that, I think viewing it as a tool for like bringing people together and elevating the mood of an entire room. Right. Is interesting. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's valuable. Yeah. How long have we gone? We're over two hours. Oh my God. Yeah. We should end. Yeah. We should end. I God. agree. <laughs> yeah. God, I hate talking. If you're yet. still listening, um, text Alvaro, mm-hmm. the word, watermelon and mm. i will venmo you a dollar let's go let's go like 50 cents i'll venmo you a dollar not oh. alvaro okay all right yeah i have no part in this yeah but i'm looking forward to two dollars you're looking forward to text of watermelon yes uh, that's actually a really great way of making of seeing if people like listen yeah like different checkpoints have different words. That would be perfect. Yeah, and then you could see who got to where. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. See ya. Wow, that was really good. I who, like who that. Did that. Who recorded uh, that? I don't know. I think some like genius. 
Wow. Wow. I'm actually changing my mic levels a little, a little bit just so I can see my, hear myself better. Joe, can you give me a one, two? 